Bringing voices that rise above the rumors, complicating the narrative. A podcast from youth shattering myths about loss and trauma in violence-riddled neighborhoods. Bright yellow with the middle of brown. Sunflower. Sunflower child, I feel connected to you. Tall and proud, unwavering gaze in the horizon. Future as bright as your petals. Past as dark as the soil you grow from. Never letting the past determine your future. You slowly but surely grow into my sunflower child. That's beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back, you guys, to Complicating the Narrative. That was Mariah, one of our podcast producers, one of our pilot founding podcast producers. We're here with both Mariah and Tonga. Let you guys introduce yourselves. This is Todd spelled T-A-T. And I'm Mariah No Carry. Thanks. I'm Dimitri. I am one of the Authors Circle facilitators at Contextos. Mariah, that piece that you just read is called, what's it called? Um, It's untitled, but I think a fitting name would be Sunflower Child. That's cool. I like that title. So we just came from Author Circle at Ralph Lesson High School, where you guys uh, graduated from. And during that Author Circle, you wrote that piece, that Sunflower Child piece, right? Yep. Um, what inspired you to write that today? Honestly, I've been thinking about sunflowers a lot lately for some reason. And when I walked into the room that we were doing the Author Circle, in, it was one wall that was yellow. And that kind of reminded me of my thought process of flower the sunflower and it just made sense to me to write something about sunflower since it's been on my mind for a while Hmm. okay so what was it like being back at your high school for author circle you guys had author circle last year when you were seniors right and you guys are back from college we'll talk about it but today you guys are back in a high school classroom at your high school and participating in author circle with some of our high school authors at Ellison. So what was that like? Well, walking in is just like, okay, I can't just walk in and go to a class. I have to get permission. So it was kind of weird. But um, being with the author circle, them kids are like really talented. Like their writing, I was like, do mine sound as good as that? <laughs> like they was writing like, but it felt really good. It was like a break for me being able to like clear my mind and just write. So it felt really good to do that. But the kids there, they have a lot of talent and they're really talented. Um, I agree wholeheartedly. Um, there are some really great pieces that were shared today. Um, it felt really good to actually sit down and write. It's been a while since I actually wrote. Like even during the podcast, I, did, I didn't write any pieces for a long time. But it felt good to actually sit down and get some of my thoughts out yeah when we were when i was texting you guys yesterday um about coming in today to, or to do author circle and to record i was encouraging you guys to write right because mm-hmm. you know contextos is what we do writing's a big part of it but also because i myself have found just through involvement with contextos and running author circles facilitating author circles um with our authors i myself have discovered like i've always liked writing mm-hmm but I, I don't know. I, I, I never saw like learning about yourself as a result of writing. 
And now what I'm finding as I write is like, wow, your thoughts are a lot clearer, can be a lot clearer once you organize them and then put them on paper and then you can look at them and then go back and look at them and talk about them and share them. Um, Which is why now I feel like I'm a big advocate for writing even if, if you don't have a reason, right? I mean, that is the reason. So a lot of times when you feel like, I don't know, like, I don't know what to write. Sometimes sitting down and writing how you're feeling or what you're thinking is enough, right? And it's a good starting point. Um, and like I was telling you guys, you can always go back and revise. And if you don't like it, that's fine. It doesn't need to be the best thing you ever wrote. But I feel like writing is therapeutic in a lot of ways, right? Yeah. But the thing about the way we learn writing or the way we learn writing, or at least in the classroom, is very structured. And there's like not a lot of room for the creative process of the person who is writing. So most students like myself found it hard to really connect to the writing that I was doing because I was writing for an assignment, not because I wanted to express something. So when we were in writer circle, it was like new to me to actually write down what I thought, um, write little phrases that I thought were cool, have like many spoken words throughout the writing. That was new for me and I really enjoyed that. Um, I could agree with Mariah because in school we never really had like that creative writing class until like my junior year and it was only for like one semester. So I really didn't have the time and I wasn't as confident. So I was like, what the hey, just doing off the circle. And it kind of like opened my mind up to like wanting to write and kind of expand my horizon of writing and just like little stuff I'll think about, just write it down and just talk about it. Todd, have you, Mariah said she hasn't written in a while. Have you written in a while? And if so, what have you written? If not, why not? I have not written anything. It's because I haven't been in the headspace. Like, my mind's always been on the go. Ever since I left to go to school, it's like I never have the time to just sit down and just write. Because for me, it takes a lot after being in the headspace, in the room by myself, just thinking. It's like I haven't been inspired by anything at all. So I haven't. Um, I haven't been writing because I don't. I would kind of say the same reasons like I haven't been there mentally to sit down and write things out per se but I feel like that's why I feel like Arthur Circle is a good environment because it's like you're surrounded by other people who want to write who want to express what they're thinking who want to express their feelings through writing and that encourages me myself to write something but like not being in in that environment not really being in like a super creative space just being like work school that kind of distracted me from expressing myself through writing so now you both have mentioned that you went away to school that's dope first of all (laughs) it's a big deal right because i feel like at this point you know people have been telling you for a long time in high school and probably before go to high school go to college and i think for both of you having met your dad (laughs) and having heard about your family uh, I feel like you were probably or even if not from family from teachers and having met your teachers at Ellison I feel like there were probably people encouraging you to make that next move right and so it kind of I wouldn't say automatic you guys worked hard but almost feels like yeah that's the logical next step but for Mm -hmm. a lot of people it's just not right so I wonder as I think about you guys being where you are now having gone away to school and today having been back to your high school, what advice do you have for juniors and seniors who are about to 
reach that that step who are about to to head off to college or, or think about graduating high school and think about what their next step is what advice do you have for them as they finish up that second half of high school life enjoy high school while you can because when i was in high school i was like mm, i'm ready to go but now that i'm back i'm like i kind of miss it but for college i would say your first semester of college prepares you for college because i didn't know i would go through a lot of stuff that i went through during my first semester until I actually was at college and going through it. So college prepares you for your, well, your first semester prepares you for your college life, your college experience. Um, some advice I would give to juniors and seniors would be not to rush it. Like actually take your time to think about the things that you're doing right now. Like um, what do you want to do? You don't have to, it doesn't have to be set in stone right now, but just start that process so that when you actually go do what you want to do, you'll have a semi-plan, like a little bit of a plan, nothing set in stone. Um, first semester of college. Um, it, was, it was hard, but it, it was hard in a lot of ways because for me, it was like my, well, I was away from home and I didn't go to school with any of my friends. So it was like, I had to start over socially and then academically, college is on another level. It's, it's different from high school work. It's very independent. You have to be proactive with a lot of the things you do in regards to academic work. And then the actual social life on campus, most of the time you can get caught up in a cycle of not doing your work because you would rather go to a party or another social event. It doesn't, even if you're not a partier, you, you can most likely get pulled into a, the social scene and get distracted. So yeah, first semester was a big learning experience. You just had to find what was some of the things that were for you in regards to social and academic life. Hmm. Tatiana, what were some things that you mentioned that it was hard going away that, that first semester, right? And there are a lot of things you learn once you get there, right? You learn once you're living that first semester in college. What are some things that you wish somebody had told you right before you started first semester? That college it is about schoolwork. What is more about your emotional and mental state? Like, I'm, I'm not a crier, but I've cried a lot being at college, just like, being fed up or like things not working the way I wanted to like working hard but it's not turning out how I wanted to turn out and then mentally it was just like I lost motivation mm -hmm. I was just like it is what it is like I wasn't even stressed during finals I was just like if I fail I'll just fail I wasn't it was crazy how I wasn't even affected by it it was just like well I tried so that was very different I imagine from your experience your senior year of high school right did that make it harder, you feel? That it was, that your senior year of high school, you felt like you kind of figured it out, and then going to college, you're like, whoa, like I, I'm supposed to have this figured out, but it's not? Is that what happened? Yeah, I would say, because my senior year, I had my mind made up. I'm like, oh, I want to be a nurse. Then I'm like, do I really want to be a nurse? Then I'm like, I thought about it. I'm like, no. I said I want to be a nurse because it just sounded right, but like, it was different. It was like my life just turned around full. 360 was like, no, you got this is something different. This is going to hit different. <laughs> mm -hmm. Ryan, what about you? 
right before, so thinking back on this first semester, right, and fresh off of first semester, right before you started first semester, it seems like you've learned some lessons having been in college, too. Mm-hmm. Um, what's some advice that you wish somebody had given you, something you wish somebody had told you right before you started, like before you drove down to campus? Honestly, I don't feel like there's nothing anyone could could have said to prepare me for that because people have said in college you're going to fail in college this is going to happen but you have to learn and live it yourself to actually yeah it's right so (laughs) right so it's like yeah you you're here your um teacher or something talking about it like oh college is going to kick you in the butt and then you're like man i got this and then you get there it's like oh man kicked in the butt yeah (laughs) right ears together like they coming with off the turnbuckle with chairs like <laughs> yeah um college most definitely stumped me and just kicked me to the curb i was like oh all right but that was first semester so second semester i feel like i'm recharged now because after finals finals i was on my last leg i feel like i'm like oh my god i don't want to do this no more but like this winter break is just like recharging me so and I'm getting more motivated for the next semester. So, no, I was on hopefully. my last leg, and during Thanksgiving break, I was like, "Do I have to go back?" <laughs> I was so over it during Thanksgiving break. But this semester, I wanted to be more positive. I'm gonna join more clubs. I want to be more active on campus. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna work still and do better academically because I can't fail this semester. Right? <laughs> I, like I didn't have a plan at all right. when it comes to came to academics. I was. Before I went, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to read the syllabus. Uh, I'm going to get out my dates. When I got there, I'm like, I don't feel like doing that. I, like, I don't feel like sitting down, writing in the planner, doing this, that, uh, this, that, and the third. All those things that people say are supposed to make it easier. Right. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. it's like, it was hard for me to manage my time. But I wasn't really doing a lot of stuff. Like, I started working, but my work schedule was, like, around my school schedule. So... It was like I had time to do the things that I needed to do, but it was like lack of motivation. Mm-hmm. It's a with freedom, that. right? I mean, you have mm-hmm. a lot of independence. And I tell people a lot. I've told you guys this twice today. <laughs> at, at each level, I, I when I taught eighth graders, I told them when you go to high school, I tell high schoolers when you go to college, I tell college young people when they graduate, at each level that you move up, you have a lot more freedom, but it also comes with a lot more responsibility. Like you have a mm-hmm. lot more freedom as, as you move on to those other stages. Um, so yeah, figuring that part out, but also figuring out tools like planners and having accountability partners and things that can mm-hmm. kind of help you with those loose bits, right? Uh, so you both mentioned that you worked your first semester, right? Mm-hmm. Would you recommend it? How do you think it it affected your first college experience? Well, I worked in the CAF. It sounds bad, but I do recommend working because you got to think you do need necessities. You do want to buy things and go shopping or whatever, but it kind of teaches you how to balance about like, it's like you're getting ready for adult life. It's like, okay, work, get my stuff done, work manage money get my stuff done work manage money get my stuff done but also like spend money too so it was like you're getting ready for adulthood i do recommend working especially if you have a spending habit um i would recommend working 
I feel like it gives you a little bit more responsibility. You might, well, I felt like I had more obligations to fulfill. Like, okay, I can't sit around and do nothing. So I decided, like, all right, I need I need to work. Mm-hmm. And where I worked, it was like the bus ride from my dorm to the actual site of work was like 30 minutes, which doesn't seem bad considering, like, I'm from Chicago and it's like, 30 minute bus ride ain't really much but like doing that and like it's kind of it's kind of like a suburban area it's like a mini city and it gets dark fast and then it's like a lot of stuff that be going on college campuses are dangerous if you didn't know especially what do you mean by that um we had a thing on campus it was like um this man was um following this girl to her car so they was like be more alert so even though they say college is, you know, your way. Well, for me, being away from Chicago, it's like a step away. But it's also, it's not always safe because people are still weird wherever you go. Mm-hmm. Um, for me personally, there were um, two sexual assault cases that they um, they send out. They send out newsletters from the police station or whatever to keep the students aware. So there are two sexual assault cases. One of them was in my actual residence hall. So it was like, that's scary. Yeah. So at Author Circle today, um, our greeting, what we started with was, what are you going to do differently in 2020, right? Oh. So in light of the lessons that, Mara was a little bit late, she missed that part. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Okay. In light of the lessons that you've learned, right, and having some time over break to kind of think about it, right, and meditate on how things have gone and how you feel about going back. Mm Mm-hmm. Are there things that you're going to do differently? If there are things that you're going to do differently, what might those be? One of the things that I want to do is, like, keep up with my health, like, all around. Like, I, I gained 20 pounds, like, freshman 15, and it can be real if you let it be real. It can turn to freshman 30 really quickly. Really? But um, but that was because my eating habits were terrible, um i didn't go to the gym there's two gyms on campus so i didn't have a i don't have an excuse on why i didn't go i just didn't go so i want to like actually put in more effort in making sure my health is good and it's not necessarily for like weight loss or gain i also want to do it to relieve stress because college can be stressful there's a lot of stuff going around going on around campus so it's like what what is your outlet Like, me personally, I would do makeup, but, like, I don't always have, like, an hour or two hours to sit down and do intricate looks that'll keep my mind off of, like, what's going on. But I feel like 30 minutes at the gym could, like, get my mind off of the other stuff and help me relieve that stress that I probably don't even know that is really built up. Well, I think I did the opposite. I think I lost weight because I was so stressed and I gained weight once I came back home. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, at school, I was like, hmm, no eating, no. But I'm home, I'm like, yeah, restaurants here and there and there. Yeah, I'm an emotional eater, so happy, eat, <laughs> sad, eat, no. stressed, eat. It don't matter, I'm eating. I be over it. I just lay in my room just sick. But what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> What are we changing? What are you going to do differently oh. in 2020? Okay. Well, on campus, be more social. Like, mm. I want to make more friends. Like, I like to talk to people. I like hearing about diff- people's different, like, experiences and, like, just learning, like, where they're from. 
be more motivated join more yeah. clubs don't be so discouraged mm-hmm. uh, what else that's really it mm-hmm. and i think i want to like either do a podcast on campus because like i'm kind of familiar with it or start a youtube channel but i'm scared to do it do it yeah what are you talking about why why <laughs> why are you scared to do a youtube scared of the podcast or youtube channel or both a youtube channel i feel like i don't have the personality for it like girl it's all types of people on youtube <laughs> but but i want to be different i don't want to be like like your personality is different like what you bring to the table is different from what somebody else brings to the table like there's people on youtube that just make slime and they they're making money off of that they're having fun doing that well let me do a youtube channel about slime because <laughs> money is hard I mean, yes money, money is hard to make especially on my campus it's so big and it's like they have a um job board and it's like you apply to jobs but nobody get back to you so it's like it's so hard to find work no i'm i'm proud to say i make 9.45 an hour on campus <laughs> and taxes are taken out from what the federal and michigan i'm just like i don't work anything at all then i work two hours here four hours here and it's just like mm. i'm barely making you know anything but i'm grateful but no nah. yeah <laughs> Especially coming from Chicago, you used to like thirteen dollars an hour. So you th- you in Chicago like oh this sweet thirteen dollars an you hour. You go to school, you making now forty. I'm like now forty five an hour. At an interview, nine dollars is the starting. What? Like soldier boy, forty five an hour. <laughs> like what? But I'm forever grateful. I mean, <laughs> hey, it's a job. Look, it's better than having no Nothing. money at all. So I ain't gonna complain too much, but I'm gonna complain. Right. Yeah, I feel you. Uh, I, I yeah i think one of the struggles we talked uh just on the ride over about some struggles and there are lots of distractions in college mm-hmm. just be, I, I went away my freshman year of college too and i felt like super lonely and i was sad and then when i wasn't sad i was partying too much and then i was sad because i failed the test or didn't turn a paper in and so it's like i mean like you you said you can get into kind of these cycles of of making bad choices right and i did some of that um and like you both have said, they're lessons that you learn, right? And mm-hmm. some of the things that your teachers and parents, uh, the point they tried to poke you at, you missed. Um, and until you, you feel it, right? Until you learn it by experiencing it. You're like, wow, like, they're definitely right about that. And then some other things you realize, I'm a different person and this is what works for me. Mm-hmm. And it's nice to figure that out. And sometimes you're 37 and still trying to figure that out. So... <laughs> There's I feel that like too. figuring out life is a lifelong thing. Yeah, right. So as like, long as you you're alive, never stop. Yeah. Like I'm 18, I'm just like they like. Oh, life just started. This is not even the hard part. What? This this is not even a hard, hard part. This is easy. What you going through? This is easy. What? <laughs> no, it is not. All right. So on behalf of adults who say those things, I'm sorry. <laughs> it is hard, right? Like, and I feel as a as a teacher and a parent, I. In my mind, like, I'm still the same kid that I was as a kid, right? And so I still remember all those feelings, and I still remember the way that what adults said to me made me feel. And I remember mm-hmm. people being dismissive. And, and I and so I, I keep those, of course, I still make those mistakes as an adult, talking to young people. But, like, talking to my daughter and talking to students and just people that I work with, I'm like, yeah, no, I feel it. Like, yes, some events and situations will happen later that will be very challenging, but that doesn't diminish the fact that what you're experiencing at 18 is definitely hard. 
And if somebody is experiencing the hardest thing that they ever went through, it doesn't matter if somebody else experienced something harder. Like, that's the hardest thing they ever went through. Right. Like, that hurts. That's a struggle. Like, just because we hurt, like, about different things, my my hurt might not be as severe as yours, but it hurt nevertheless. And I feel like adults don't sit down and realize, like, well, we were in their same situation, but they don't think that, oh, you know, let's go back to my 18-year-old self and figure out what I was doing at 18 or how my life was at 18. They just think, oh, you don't have nothing figured out. You don't have a major? Like, no, I don't have a major yet. <laughs> no, I don't. I'm here to say I am Tatiana. I'm 18, and I don't know what my major is right now. I'm okay with saying that. Okay. Yeah, it's perfectly fine. I mean, a lot of people change majors. And some people, that I mean, you get a degree and it has nothing to do with what you end up doing also. So there's yeah. that. I mean, it's nice, right, to have, like, that sense of direction and, like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. Bam, bam, bam. I'm going to knock it out. And now I'm living my wonderful life with that career that I chose. But, I mean, also you learn a lot through the exploration, right? Like, I learned a lot as a freshman computer science major. And I realized, I mean, the main thing I learned as a computer science major is that I don't want to be a computer <laughs> science major. <laughs> and I count that as something I learned from being a computer science major. And, you know, I was an elementary education major. And then I eventually ended up with a degree in biology. But, I mean, it was a, a windy road mm-hmm. to get there. And it's what you're doing now is how you do it. Like, what you're doing now, the experiences that you have, how you feel about things is how you become the, the older, you guys are adults now, the older adults that you're going to grow up to be, right? It's what you're experiencing now that contributes to that. Right. Early adulthood is hard. Right, because it's like you're trying to prepare yourself for the rest of your life. And that's a lot of pressure. And, like, right. And then you... You still low-key have, like, child mindset. I know I do. So it's like, <laughs> all right, I'm going to just do this. But it it doesn't work how it used to work because you're you're an adult now. Like, you can't get away with having your mom make your doctor's appointments now. No. Right. And the stakes are higher, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, again, more freedom and more responsibility. Like, all right, cool, I can do whatever I want to. But now you have the consequences of doing whatever it is that you decided to do. Uh, and so, you know, you make some good choices you make not so good choices and you learn from them and you get back up um but like you guys are saying like you're learning right you, as mm-hmm. you grow and you live life you learn things is there anything else that you want to tell us us being me <laughs> or our audience of people for whom we are trying to change a narrative and also for young people who um are enjoying hearing familiar voices uh similar to theirs i would say for the older people like support what the generation behind you is trying to do like you might not understand it you might not completely agree with it but just support them because that little support can go a long way you might not know what they're thinking about um what 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 self-doubt they're going through in their mind that little encouragement could really help them give them that push to get them where they need to be to be as successful as they want to be in that moment and just be more open-minded because times have changed so let's say your kid wants to be a blogger or something or like a podcaster like it's a guaranteed job in that so i feel like times have changed and just start being more open-minded to your kids and what they passionate about doing like i understand like being a doctor is for certain or a surgeon is like like a certain job but at the same time if they're not passionate in doing it it's not going to work so be more open-minded to what your kids want to do and like what they're passionate about and for the people who are like early adults teens 
look for what you want to do, not what is like conventional. If you don't want to be a nurse, don't try to be a nurse. If you think art is really cool, do what you can. Do um, commissionary art. Sell your work. Have fun while you're doing it. Because who wants to live a, a life where you're upset, angry at everybody, angry at yourself especially because you chose a path that you really didn't want? Yeah, and, like, don't be in a rush to grow because I realize it's not fun. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say this to yes. everybody. Grocery shopping it's like you spend so much money on so little. I'm just like, what did I even buy? But just don't be in a rush to grow up. It's not, it's not that serious. It's not that deep. So just enjoy it while you can. Mm-hmm. It's a roller coaster ride, and I haven't even started. All right. Well, barely well, started. Well, I, I did something. First, first semester was a roller coaster on this. I don't, I don't right. know what you're talking about. That's really good advice, you guys. And thinking back on my young adult, 18 year old self, that would have been good advice for me also. Um, just in terms of figuring out like what you really want to do. And I think it's, I think one of the reasons, I'm glad that you said that, because one of the things that you, depending on your upbringing and, and your family and, and your education up until you're 18, I feel like when you get to that point that you start college, for a lot of people that experience has been like people tell me what to do. And so I kind of know what to do and I can do it really well (laughs) if you're telling me what to do. Mm -hmm. And if you say, hey, think creatively, I can think creatively. But (laughs) but going out and making those decisions and doing it for real with no net is Mm -hmm. a whole other thing. And I feel like it would have been nice to know, like, it'll be fine if you if you really just follow your passion and do what you really want to. Well, I mean, most of the time, (laughs) (laughs) you know, you can can get sidelined by some things. Mm Um, but for the most part, like really, as an adult, what I'm figuring out is that there are a lot of people who you look at them and they're happy because they're doing something that they want to do. And it might not necessarily be that they're doing something that makes them a ridiculous am- amount of money. It's just that they're comfortable in the position that they're in because they're following their passion. They're doing what they dreamed of doing, um, which is pretty dope if you can work that out. And if you haven't figured out what that is, you get time, right? Then sometimes it's not always about the money. Like, it is, but it's not. It's just, like, if you're happy doing it, I feel like what you make an hour doesn't really matter. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it does. Well, you it want does. you want you, to be you, able to live, like, like yeah, actually. You do but, want a good coin, but at the same time, it's like, why would I, let's say, me, go be a doctor. Or me want to work, I don't like kids. Why oh. I kids? <laughs> and, like, it's just like, no. I just feel like sometimes the money we get blind about how much the money, like how much money we, we get. But that's also because like where we come from, the neighborhoods, you don't see a lot of people with a lot of money. So they think, oh, we're like low, low income, like pri- poverty ridden neighborhoods. And we're not happy with that. So rich people must be happy. But that's not always the case. You can be rich and depressed. Because money doesn't always bring happiness. Like, you could be a depressed soul and be worth millions, billions of dollars. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Um, Money does solve a lot of problems, but, I mean, most of those problems come from having none, right? Not like Mm -hmm. (laughs) having, not like not being a millionaire, but like, oh, I can't pay my bills. And that causes a whole lot of problems or like strife within a family arguing over money in situations where there's not enough. And so I think you're right. I think we do prioritize that uh, in some situations, right? We think about that as the 
I guess, the first criterion that we look at when we think about the future, right? right. Um, whereas happiness is not something that we prioritize when you you think about it, it should be. That should be the number one, right? What am I going to be happy doing? And there are people who make a lot of money and aren't happy doing it. And so, you know, it goes both ways. You can be perfectly happy and, you know, live a modest life. Um, or you can be very, very well off, like you said, and, and just miserable. And so, yeah, I think following the happiness is probably a good way to go. And if you can make some money doing it, then that's great. Yep. <laughs> so we talk about complicating the narrative, right? Um, and in thinking about what we're talking about today, it, from your point of view, from what you've said, it seems like, you know, the narrative about going to college is just get there. And I feel like as a seventh and eighth grade teacher, I talk to students about, I talk to them about how to be successful in college for sure. Um, but I feel like we put a lot of emphasis on getting there. And I think as a result of that, we kind of, when I say we as young people, well, I'm not, that we doesn't include me anymore, <laughs> but at one point it did. But you get there and you're like, oh, snap, like I've only been focused on getting here. Mm-hmm. And so now when you're there, it's it's a more complicated narrative than, than you expected, right? Than, than what you had been told before. First semester has been like a game. It's like you have to learn how to finesse your way through certain situations to get the best outcome that you could get because honestly i go to a pwi most odds are kind of against me it's like so what do you mean by that it's like hmm it's kind of like i'm seen as the underdog specifically because i am black um you know there's the stereotypes that um asian students are always good at math they have straight a's that's not always true um it's just I do understand that because I come from like a low income neighborhood that my education from high school isn't equal to the students who've gone to like schools in suburban areas or who've gone to like super well known schools that educate them really well. Um, so yeah, it's like you're kind of the underdog. So you have to learn how to finesse. It's your like way a through game. a certain system. It's like if you don't play the game right, right, you're gonna lose. Um, so you've mentioned stereotypes. Have you encountered anybody talking crazy about where you're from when they when they find out that you're from Chicago? Because I feel like that's a thing. I've so I've, I grew up in New York, and and so now mm-hmm. I've lived in Chicago for longer than. I lived in New York, and so I consider myself a Chicagoan now. Mm-hmm. And so I do feel some kind of way when I'm on the internet or I'm somewhere else, and people talk about Chicago like it's crazy. And I'm like, you know, I know what's wrong with Chicago. <laughs> I know it's not perfect, but I'm like, you don't get to talk crazy about right. Chicago. You haven't lived there. <laughs> yeah. Have you encountered that? Yes. It was this dude from Detroit. We was just talking or whatever, just having a conversation. He was like, where are you from? I said, oh, I'm from Chicago. He said, oh. I'm like, what oh. do you mean? Oh, he's like, what part? The South Side. Like, oh, my homie got killed. I'm just like, well, Chicago is not all about the killings. And then the Monkey app, you know, it's like the, um, it's like a, you video chat with like people around the world. And he was like, where y'all from? Chicago. Oh, do you know Chief Keith hung up <laughs> the quickness? Like, don't try to play me. Don't play with me. Like, no. But that's only little. Um, I go to U of I, which is like two hours away from Chicago. Um, there's a lot of Chicago students there. You don't hear like, oh, Chicago is terrible. But they do talk about like um, West Side of 
Chicago you're from, like the communities, like I'm like, oh, I'm from Inglewood. Inglewood. <laughs> um, yeah. What about it? Like, like West Side, South Side, you know, the long running. Yeah, and it's like I like I defend like even Illinois in general. Like this Michigan girl was like, oh, we call people from Illinois. I think fibs. I said, uh, uh-uh, girl, don't do that. Like often, I'm often let you see here and talk about my people and me and i'm not gonna say nothing like calm down she's like oh i'm sorry no i'm not gonna accept you sorry (laughs) you meant what you said i really 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 appreciate you guys taking some time out of your break (laughs) because i know it's valuable (laughs) that time before you you get packed and go back to school um (laughs) so we really really do appreciate it it is wonderful to hear your voices um i'm excited about our audience getting to hear from you guys again We're going to hear from Mariah and Tatiana, of course, as we continue to produce more episodes of Complicated Narrative, because, you know, they're dope, as you can tell. Period. (laughs) Period. (laughs) So we've been talking about growing into who you are. We've been talking about your future, which I'm really excited about. Like, I am really excited to see who you guys grow up to be. Mariah, do you mind if you close this out with your piece one more time that you wrote today? Thanks. (laughs) Bright yellow with a middle of brown. Sunflower. Sunflower child, I feel connected to you. Tall and proud. Unwavering gaze in the horizon. Future as bright as your petals. Past as dark as the soil you grow from. Never letting the past determine your future. You slowly but surely grow into my sunflower child. Hey, thanks for listening to the Complicating the Narrative podcast. We hope you liked this episode. You can hear more episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and your favorite streaming services. Complicating the Narrative is brought to you by Contextos. Contextos uses the power of personal narrative to promote healing and reflection and to foster critical thinking and dialogue to provoke change. This has been Mariah No Carry. This has been Tot, spelled T-A-T. And we're out. I love you guys.